Hey there folks, Steve Christensen's my name, the Executive Director of the NICRA organization, and welcome to the NICRA podcast. This is the official podcast of the National Ice Cream Retailers Association, where we are all about ice cream people helping ice cream people. We've been doing it since 18, no, that's not true, 1933. Anyway, we're very excited because this uh, episode, we're talking to Tamara from Clementine's Ice Cream right here in the ice cream hub of the Midwest, St. Louis, Missouri. How are you, Tamara? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I know that uh, having it's nice to have some NICRA members close to where you live. And uh, I think by now our family probably has shares in Clementines, the amount of ice cream we've eaten down there. So when you... Uh, I welcome all of that. When you put it on the uh, market, when you go, uh, what's the term? When they take IPO, it, when we take it public. They, when you take it public, yeah, just kind of save some slots for me. Um, got it. Hey, do you want to give us just a quick overview of uh, your business as it stands, what you do, how many locations, that kind of thing? Sure, sure. Well, it's Clementine's Naughty and Nice Creamery, as you know, for our trade secret process for infusing alcohol into ice cream. Um, so that's the naughty part of our business. And then we have nice creams for everyone. And we also have a cult following for our vegan ice creams. As you know, we just won the best vegan ice cream in the country at the last NICRA convention. You certainly did. That we did. awesome. Yeah. We have uh, three stores currently. Our fourth store opens next month, hopefully, if it's on time. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, and you have a food truck per se? We do. We have a, a really cool vintage ice cream truck. Uh, that's an old vintage mail truck that we converted uh, uh, into a Clementina is her name. Ah. Yes. I always thought it was asexual, and when you called it Clem, it could kind of be male or female. Yes, but at the end of the day, it's, <laughs> right, yeah, right. It, it's a her. It's, it's a Clementina her. Because I said so. That's right. Uh, there's a bit of Clem in everybody, I think. That's right. Um, so tell me, you do a premium product. Where are you doing your manufacturing? So we have a 5,000 square foot ice cream kitchen uh, here in St. Louis. Nice. Um, and you, you really, I've kind of used you when I talk to people about ice cream as almost like the textbook um, from strength to strength in that you really started with a cart and catering, grew to one store, grew to multiple stores, grew to a manufacturing facility, which is allowing you to kind of have that base for growth. How long has that process taken you from when you first wheeled the cart out the first time to uh, the point now where you have three, nearly four stores and a food truck? So we started selling wholesale and doing catering at the end of 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, it was May 2015 when we opened our first store. Okay. Or shop, yeah. So not that long. Rapid nope. growth. So what, uh, what drew you to the ice cream industry? What did you do before? Well, you know, I've been making ice cream since I was a kid, and it's always been close to my heart and my soul. It's always been my hobby and passion, even as I went through my adult life and ended up working in the food industry. 
um, launching food and beverage products into the marketplace um, and doing marketing for that. I ran a, a $70 million business for Abbott, so a, a large CPG uh, product line. So, so the food industry has been uh, in my wheelhouse for quite a few years now. So it was uh, not that far of a jump when um, I decided I wanted to uh, take ownership of my life back and go follow my bliss and make mm -hmm. ice cream. Awesome. Um, and so now with the uh, with this kind of multiple store production facility um, and and food truck and catering business, um, well, let me ask you first off: How many employees do you have typically at the height of the season? So we have sixty two employees right now. Wow. Um, and did, obviously that drops down. Does your catering and pint business keep a lot of them employed through the off season? It sure does. Um, we um, have a pretty robust um, pint business out of our stores. Mm -hmm. We sell about 20,000 pints a year out of every store we have. Um, and we do a lot of, of catering and wholesale and, and corporate and high-end weddings, that sort of thing as well. And we ship all over the country. We ship about... 10 to 15,000 uh, packages of ice cream a year all around the country, wow. right? That's great. So in this facility that you've got, it certainly allowed you the ability to have the platform to provide continual support um, to some of these other revenue streams of your business that maybe you wouldn't have if you just relied on you know, one store with a batch freezer kind of thing. Sure, sure. We have the capacity to make enough ice cream in our facility for up to 30 stores. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so with 62 employees spread over multiple retail stores, uh, manufacturing facilities, what are some of the biggest challenges you have as an employer? Um, hmm. You know, I think the first couple years, we, like everybody, had a hard time finding really good employees, but as the we've built the brand in St. Louis and become a really cool, hip place to work, we don't run into finding really good employees anymore because I think a lot of people like working for us. Right. And they've, you know, and we do things really different, you know, with our management team, you know, whether it's visits to the the farm or visits to the distilleries we we have a lot of perks that our employees have access to yeah. um, that a lot of other places don't and so I think that's part of the culture that we've built in making a great Clementine's a great place to be hmm. what is the um, what's the big picture for Clementine's what what do you see uh, as a growth strategy for you uh, well, right now it's uh, 30 stores, 30 million in five years. So uh, we're looking to grow our retail presence and grow into a national brand. And that's the goal right now. It's mm, a good goal. Yeah. Um, so in doing that and, and, you know, talking a little bit about your product and about its uniqueness and, and the brand, um, I had never come across this uh, organization before which I kind of feel as though I should have known more about it but it's the Specialty Food Association and they um, do awards every year and Clementine's actually brought home some pretty decent hardware from this year's Sophie Awards do you want to talk a little bit just about the Specialty Food Association 
their awards and how you fared this year? Sure, sure. So the Specialty Foods Association is really the industry association. I guess that really, that sounds silly, but really supports the specialty foods category. Right. So think of all independent makers of all kinds of products. Um, ice cream and frozen dessert is one of their categories. Um, and they do awards every year. And their board is made up of all of um, a, a variety of people, but predominantly you have a lot of food and beverage writers from all the major uh, publications across the country. Mm. You have buyers uh, from large uh, regional grocery chains who are on their committee. Um, there's about 50 people who judge each category from different sectors um, that they pick. So, you, you, you know, I don't know who they were. Um, I just know there were, there were 50 judges um, that judged the ice cream and frozen desserts category. And um, we're excited to say that for the first time ever in the history of their awards, um, we took two of the three medals. We took the bronze and the silver medals for our gooey butter cake and our salted crack ice cream, which was amazing. And yeah, beyond, it, it's, the Sophie Awards are really the Oscars for the ice cream for the mass public. Right. So that was very exciting for us. Yeah, I, as I look at the different categories, I mean, there's meat and poultry, there's olive oil categories, there's a hot sauce category, there's granola, and as you said, there's a um, ice cream gelato and frozen treat uh, category. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you first come across the Sophie Awards or this, uh, this, uh, have you been a member of the Specialty Food Association since you opened? Um, I have been, um, and I joined it more because um, we really like to keep keep a pulse on what's happening in the food industry in general. Right. So the the Specialty Food Association they run the uh, the summer they run the fancy food show um, in the summer and the fancy food show in New York, and so that's really where all new food and beverage products are launched into the marketplace for for grocery and mass and where all the buyers go. So for me, it was important to always stay hip on, you know, what, what were new cool ingredients, what were new food products, what were new flavors coming out, right? Like, oh, you're seeing this in hot sauce and you're seeing this in cookies and you're seeing this in cocktail mixers and you're seeing this in crackers, right? Oh, okay, so that's a new trend for a specific flavor profile. And as you know, we always like to kind of set the trend in ice cream and, and bring new and cool things into ice cream. So it, it's been a great way for me to keep a pulse on what's happening in the overall like food and dessert space. Right. Um, and I mean, it's so important to be able to do that, particularly, you know, as each business strives to have that proprietary product or, you know, those flavors that are very unique to their own business. Um, it takes a little bit of time and sacrifice, money, time to kind of attend these events, right? I mean, um, I know you come to the NICRA show and that's a great show, but um, there are other food shows out there, the NRA and some of these other shows that specifically uh, are introducing new concepts, new flavors, new products. And, um, you know, the process of educating yourself and really being connected with what's new in the industry is extremely important, particularly if you are culinarily driven. There are a lot of members of NICRA who, 
you know, they aren't as culinarily driven. They want to have a good product. They want to uh, perhaps buy product and resell it. But your business model is more, hey, you know, we want to be unique in our marketplace. And in order to do that, to keep your finger on the pulse, you've got to take the time and the effort and the money to visit these events, right? Yes, yes. It's definitely an investment in the brand. And it's and it really is an investment in the consumer too, because, you know, our customers are coming to us because they know that we have the latest and greatest flavor profiles. They know, you know, a lot of them talk about they come to Clementine's because it's their 15 minute vacation, hmm. that they know they're going to be able to come and, and try and taste some unique or funky or weird or kind of outlandish flavors that they might not be familiar with. Right. So it's part of who we are as a, as a, as a brand. Yeah, very much so. And it's interesting that that, that, that um, research and the time and effort that's taken to be able to attend some of these events and kind of look at what's new. I mean, it really is a great return on investment, particularly when you can say generically in long term, it helps you flavor profiling and to kind of stand out within your marketplace. But receiving awards like this, um, you know, really catapults your brand on a national scale like like nothing else. I mean, as I look at, you know, the um, the webpage here when it comes to the actual category of ice cream, gelato, frozen treats, I mean, here's Clementine's on the same page as Jenny Splendid receiving their awards. So um, it, it certainly transfers so far as recognition from a regional and national standpoint too. And if your goal is to be able to get that national brand, um, you're kind of positioned exactly where you want to be. Yeah, and a lot of people too will use the winners of some of these awards um, as people that they recruit, you know, whether it's the Food Network saying, hey, this person makes a great ice cream, we're going to contact them and they're going to be an award on our next pilot or our next show. Or someone's wanting to do an article on ice cream and they want input. They look to the people who are winning these awards as experts in the industry, and then they turn to us for those kinds of opportunities as well. So it, there's a lot of good reasons to participate. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know that you uh, are really very heavily based or put a lot of emphasis on marketing. Um, mm-hmm. And so the question, what do you feel your greatest marketing accomplishment is or was, might be a little bit harder. Um, where are you at with marketing? Where do you, is there a particular event um, or a process that you use that you feel has been much more successful than others? Oh, that's hard. I don't, I don't think there's one thing, you know, I, I, that's what I did marketing in my career Mm. for 20 plus years. Um, So I believe and know and understand the power of really good marketing. So it really is a multifunctional approach. You can't just do one thing, right? So we have a robust digital marketing strategy. We have a robust social media strategy. Um, We, we, it's, it really is a multi-prong approach to doing good marketing to, to really build your brand and get it out there. Um, and be recognized. So that being the case, do you have someone that handles marketing? Is that you currently? Do you kind of shop that out to any employees to assist in the process? 
So um, I am in charge of all of our marketing, um, but I do use someone who helps me with uh, our social media platform. Um, and we do use a, a local agency that helps us with our digital marketing yeah. as well. And so, and then we use someone else who helps us with our SEO, right? Because that's really important. Then when people are on the, the web looking for great ice cream, that they're going to find us first. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, look, Tamara, if you could start this whole shebang all over again, would be anything you'd do differently? Hmm. I think I would have had more money when I started. <laughs> oh, right, which is a common denominator regardless of you know, who you are in the ice cream business. Right, right. Um, you know, there's, there's not a lot that I would do different. I think um, part of our journey has been learning and course correcting along the way. Um, you know, investing in our, our people um, and having a really good team. And, and you know, we have really low turnover, um, which is awesome because we don't constantly have to worry about having great employees, either working in our kitchen, production kitchen, or in the stores. Um, so that's that's been great. You know, I don't, I don't know that I have a lot that I re would regret or do differently. I think, maybe, yeah, I mean, I think – We've cautiously and optimistically have grown not super fast because so we can learn because we learn with every new store that we open. Yeah, um, yeah I don't. I guess I don't really have a, a good answer for that. Well, I th I like the term course correcting because I think that as cliche as it sounds, some of the best education you'll ever get is where <laughs> you've got to you know take a turn. This didn't work and. Um, I think too that the strategy of having an ongoing marketing focus rather than looking at promotional focus. So, uh, you know, once a month you may have a promotion or once every two months. Um, but whereas if you're looking at marketing as a really one of the foundational aspects of your business, you're really always involved in some sort of marketing activity. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you say that because, you know, we never, ever discount our product ever. Hmm. Rarely, rarely ever. Um, so I do believe it's all in marketing the product and, and making, and quite frankly, making the best product right. that you can in your market or in your area or the best that you can. Um, because when you really do have the best product, your your customers know that, right? That will present itself in your sales. Well, I think too, you know, you've, gonna, you've done a good job in recognizing what your brand and what your product offering is and putting your locations in areas that are demographically aligned with that too um which which certainly helps i mean um you have beautiful stores and so when people walk in any consumer when you walk into any food business the first thing you do is look around you look at you know the menu boards you look at the the decor um, and you say to yourself, this isn't going to be a, you know, dollar cone here. And I think a lot of people have gone past the process of buying on cost or valuing their purchase on cost, but more value. Um, what's this experience going to be like? Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of ice cream retailers that feel the same way that, you know, I will not discount my product. I just want to make the best product that I can. Um, and people will recognize that and pay it. Yeah, and I think I think we you're, you're right. We we have definitely invested in the Clementine's experience, quote unquote. 
um, from the moment you walk into our shops, right? We have beautiful ice cream shops, very nostalgic, but hip, cool, and edgy all at the same time. Mm. And so people, when they walk in, they're blown away by, you know, the comments we get are like, wow, this is the most beautiful ice cream shop I've ever been in. <laughs> or, wow, this place is amazing. Everywhere I look, every corner, every sightline, every smell, the music, right? We, we've worked really hard to make sure that it's a complete experience when people walk in the door. So how we approach customers to do our, our you know, suggestive tasting pairings. Every, every touch point for that customer we have thought about, talked about, down to every surface in our stores and every corner and every sight line and every smell and everything they hear. So I think that that is really important, especially for, you know, today's consumer. They're very experiential, right? Long, long gone are the days of somebody walking in just to grab an ice cream cone and go out. You know, they're not interested in that anymore. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Last question. What yes. advice do you give to someone who uh, wants to get into the ice cream business or is very new in the ice cream business? Find your passion and discover who, what your, your value proposition is. You know, what do you want to be and then stick to it. If you want to open your own vegan ice cream shop and that's what you believe in and you have a passion and you have a story that uh, support that, then do that. Whoever you are, that's what you need to make your store because I see a lot of times people either will try to copy other people or do something different or do this or do like be who you are because that's going to be the most authentic and original proposition to customers and that's going to resonate with people and that really works. Yeah, you can't be everything to everybody. You got to. You can't be everything to everybody. You can't have every product in your store. Like you just have to. You know, my my motto is: I do one thing, and I do it better than anybody else. You know, we don't do milkshakes, we don't do hot dogs, we don't do funnel cakes, we don't do any. All we do is is hard scooped ice cream. Hmm. Um, and I think you just have to kind of decide who you are and what you do, and then do it better than anybody else. Very true. True words. True words have never been spoken. Well. A heartfelt congratulations on the uh, Sophie Awards, plural. That's uh, just such a great accomplishment. Um, and we really appreciate your time. Where do we find out more about Clementines? You can check us out on the web at www.clementinescreamery.com or any of our social media. Fabulous. And we'll put a link down below to that. Uh, again, Tamara, thank you very much. Appreciate that. I appreciate Frank being quiet in the background. Thanks, mate. <laughs> And uh, look, if you want to be on the podcast, drop us a line, steve at nicro.org. And for more information on the podcast, previous episodes, and all of the NICRA information that you need, you can go to nicra.org. That's N-I-C-R-A.org or icecreamusa.org. Thanks again, Tamara. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.